Packing it up now, you better be quick. Nothing can outrun my SS396. Hey everybody, it's Randy Cardoon, and welcome to another edition of Talking About Cars. Everybody has a car story. Jack Beckman, known as Fast Jack to those who follow hot rod racing, has survived cancer and worked his way up the ranks to drive in the NHRA. It's a career that had a very humble beginning growing up in the valley. My dad was one of those guys, he'd work a second job, he got a job trimming trees, apparently he didn't know a damn thing about trimming trees, fell out of a couple, cut himself a couple. My mom would take a, an extra job at Christmas time. Um, you know, we were middle class, probably on the lower end of it, and I, I didn't realize until I got much older that I had two parents with great work ethics, so my dad would buy and sell a lot of cars. I remember uh, I grew up in the San Fernando Valley, and there's a trail going up the side of the mountain to an old Nike missile base, a 62 Impala station wagon with a three on the tree. My, I was 10 years old. My dad sat me behind the wheel. He said, go. And if a car is coming down the hill, just head towards the hill. Man, do you learn to drive a clutch car in a hurry. <laughs> he, he didn't, like, clue you in on a brake, you know, like what that pedal is down there next to the gas? You know, that was the cars that had, and you'd have to know them at the time, a, a pull parking brake, but a big hook handle. I'm pretty sure he never let his hand get very far from that hook. <laughs> now, when it came time for you to get your first car, what was the car you drove around in high school? Well, my dad bought a 68 El Camino from the original owner in 1978. SS396 with a console shift, and I can't tell you how many times my skinny butt sat on that console while he, my brother, and I drove wherever we were driving. I bought it from him in 19. 81, while I was still 15, I took my driving test on my 16th birthday in that car. I still have it to this day. On nitrous, it's run 10, 15, 134. I put the 396 back in it, and I just can't get rid of it. It's a part of me. Now, what did you pay for it back when you were 15? He bought it for 1,000. I bought it for 1,000. And let me tell you, to a 16-year-old or a 15-year-old in 1981, that's delivering a lot of newspapers. That's mowing a lot of lawns. But bigger than this, in 19 it cost me $660 for my insurance, and my mom and dad said, you do not drive until that insurance is 100% paid for on my own. I took a third paper route to do that. Moms, dads, did you hear what Jack just said? When your kids do that, have your kids tried that yet, or are they not old? No, my son's eight, my daughter's going to be four, but she thinks she's going to be 24. And, and, and <laughs> you know, we're out here today at Irwindale watching the rounding round cars, and I just, I love all motorsports and I want my son to see everything and when my daughter's a little older I want her to see everything and I don't want to particularly steer them in a direction I want them to find out what they're passionate about when you decided to take that direction in your life was there a car that kind of led you down that road or was it the El Camino or what was it well my dad was um, you know he's got hot rod magazines back to 1951 he moved out from Maryland to, to Southern California in 1962 to get into the the speed equipment business. He had a secret security clearance. He wound up getting a job at Lockheed, getting married, having kids, and and now he gets to come to the races and live vicariously through me. So I got the hot rod gene from him. My mom loved fast cars. They met on Van Nuys Boulevard cruising. Um, I went to the drag races. My mom's brother, my uncle, took my brother and I to Orange County International Raceway, probably late 73. I think I was seven, maybe eight years old. and Fell in love in 
instantly. And it was the nitro cars. They smelled awesome. They shook the ground, the push starts. I mean, everything about that sport, the metal flake paint jobs, the names on the cars, the, everything was larger than life. And to this day, it's still hard to believe I get to do that. What's in your garage right now? <laughs> well, if you'd asked that a couple months, you know, I had a Nissan pickup with 252,000 miles on it. Buddy of mine helped me build a garage in my backyard and kept pestering me for the thing. And I said, I'm not giving this to you because you'll be mad at me. So uh, when all was said and done, I finally bought a 2014 Dodge Ram pickup and I gave my buddy the Nissan. He said, I don't know how to thank you. I said, don't call me when it breaks down. I had a PT Cruiser with 168,000 miles on it till coming back from surfing last month it blew the head gasket and I was going to fix it and my wife said, I will never ride in that car again. I don't trust it. So uh, it went bye-bye to Make-A-Wish. I gave it to the charity to raise some money. 168,000 on a PT Cruiser. That's, that's practically a Mopar advertisement for longevity. Yeah, I... Uh, How did you do that? You know what? I I changed the oil. I changed the tires, man, and I threw my surfboard in the back of it, and uh, away I'd go. Now, you no doubt have your uh, ability to get any car out there that you really like. What's on the Fast Jack Beckman I want that car one of these days car? Randy, let, let me clarify what you said. No, I don't have the ability to buy any car. It's interesting. People think, well, you race car drivers. We must have our own plane or fly first class. I fly Southwest almost everywhere I go. Pretty regular guy with a fantastic job. But right now I'm thinking about my kids in their future, so I am not going to think anything extravagant. The car show out here was just phenomenal. You know, I'm an honorary member of the Road Kings Car Club, which is was a pinch me moment to be involved with those people, and they've got some amazing cars. I want to just tinker with my El Camino a little bit more. It hasn't been on the street for 12 years. It was it, it, I parked it for three months, and that was 12 years ago. You know, time flies, and then you have kids. So I'd like to get that thing back as a street rod, and um, yeah, maybe let my son and daughter see how cool it can be hot rotting things the hands-on approach if you had and you've had several cars including the El Camino um, I know how much you like it uh, of the cars you got rid of that you no longer have which would be the one if you could that you'd get back well I've had some real lemons in my day I don't think I've ever got rid of one that I wanted back you know my dad had a, a ragtop 57 Bel Air with the 283 fuel injected power pack he bought a brand new 63 vet uh, and I kind of admire him for being for taking so many risks buying so many cars but he, he, he bought and sold uh, I don't really miss anything that I've gotten rid of. You know, I, my truck, I love it. It's clean. It, it, it hauls things. I can go to Home Depot and, and not have to pack it in the interior. And um, that, that El Camino was just a sweet ride. I, I, I'm looking at these show cars, and like there's a 55 Chevy out there. Maybe, maybe if I had the box and was going to do one, that would be the car. I, I'm curious, and, and it surprised me a little when I found this out. I was talking to uh, one of the guys that are, was racing out at uh, the Speedway today out of uh, auto club and I had asked him are you a car guy I mean it sounds like you are you're a race car driver and I found out a lot of guys who drive aren't necessarily car people I mean they love to drive they love to race but they don't really get into the whole collecting cars and, and the old cars thing when it comes to NHRA the guys that you know I know John Force loves to do that stuff. I've talked to him. What percentage of the guys on in NHRA are car people like that? Well, 
So. I, I hate to generalize, but I think a lot of the drag racers are only drag racers because they were hands-on tinkerers, and at some point you had to drag your car to the track to see if what you did made it improve. You know, it was all about a time slip. Uh, and I think that carried over. Now, now, I'll tell you, I'll answer it in a different way, and it's a very ironic thing. One of the things that drew me to, to drag racing was because it was so hands-on and you could see immediate results. And now I get a paycheck to not touch the race car. If I try to do anything other than pack the parachutes, the crew pushes me away and takes the wrench out of my hand. You know, I have a team of seven mechanics and three crew chiefs, and I just find that that's a little bit strange that I got involved in the sport to make a car go faster, and now they just tell me, you know, they get in, sit down, hold on, and shut up thing. <laughs> How's it going for you so far? I look forward to the rest of the season. We've won two races. We won the four wide at Charlotte. Uh, we won the Topeka race with a barrage of three-second time slips. Nobody had ever done that before. We ran five of them that weekend, and it was just one of those race weekends where you could not have scripted it any better. I beat John Force in the final, and I'm going to tell you, that's Babe Ruth. It's a unique sport where somebody that's 66 can still be out there and be at the top of their game. So to beat him means something. I can't wait to get to every race now because we've got a car, our Infinite Hero Charger, that can win every race. We won't. They're nitro cars. They do some pretty unpredictable things. We could lose early the next four races, but we could win five in a row. And I love that feeling. It gives me so much confidence to know that Jimmy Proc and Medlin and Cunningham have such a handle on this race car. NHRA driver Fast Jack Beckman, who won two funny car titles over the next three stops on the NHRA Tour after we uh, had this interview. Wow. Don't forget to check out our other Talking About Cars podcast. And now Talking About Cars is on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And I'm Randy Cardoon. Join me next time as we have some fun talking about cars.